0: WDBM East Lansing.
1: Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9, the Impact's one hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's exposure.
2: This is the Impact Exposure. I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, tonight is a jam-packed show full of uh, all sorts of great holiday goodies. Uh, in case you're wondering what to do this holiday season, uh, this is definitely the show to check out. Uh, in a little while, we'll be speaking with uh, uh, Jessica Miller from the uh, Lansing Women's Chorus, talking about uh, a show that they've got going on this weekend, as well as uh, John Leopard from the Williamston Theater to talk about a bit of a Christmas production that they have. Uh, later on, we'll be talking with Diane McNeil from the uh, Potter Park Zoo to talk about their Wonderland of Lights uh, c- uh, celebration that's currently going on. Going on all this month as well. And then we're going to wrap up with Brian McGrain from the uh, Grand River Connection to talk about a holiday gala that they've got coming up as well. Uh, before I we get to any of that, though, we're sitting down with uh, Kathy Bouchine and David Wise here from the uh, Grand Ledge Opera House. Thanks, guys, for uh, stopping by.
1: Thank you for having us. We're happy Thank you. to be
2: here. Absolutely. Well, now, you've got uh, Ringing Christmas with Song coming up. Is that right?
1: That's right. That's this Friday, December 14th at 730 in Grand Ledge, at the Grand Ledge Opera House.
2: So now, we were talking about this before, the, the during the break there, but uh, go ahead and tell the folks, listen, to what uh, what the show's all about.
1: Uh, the show is a Christmas variety show. Um, two of my three children are going to be in the show with me, and I was very excited. My son came to me and said, Mom, I would really like to sing with you. Um, <laughs> so my son David is going to be at the Opera House with me for the first time. And
2: David, of course, is here with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's
3: very exciting.
2: So now, you you approached uh, you approached your mom. Uh, are you curious yeah, to, to get your hand in, in this? Yeah, back
3: in August, August, I asked her, I was like, are you going to be doing that Christmas show again? She's like, well, I don't really plan on it. And I'm like, oh, well, I was kind of looking forward to singing with you, you know, and her eyes lit up, and I mean, just something I've always wanted to do. Uh, I've watched my sister, Laura Wise, up on stage all throughout my life, mm-hmm. and my mom, and
2: just, and now laura's uh, going to be involved in this too right yes it's yep. a bit of a yeah, a lot, yeah. Get all, the whole family together
3: yeah the whole family's going to be up there and uh um just excited uh it's going to be my first time on stage uh first time singing in front of an audience oh wow so putting in a little bit of time practicing once a week uh we have a great pianist um so just i mean just so looking forward
2: to it uh Cathy, okay, Kathy are you are you coaching you know your son intensely is that are you, are you keeping a close eye or are you kind of know, backing I'm off? Oh, keeping a close
1: <laughs> eye, but he has been working so hard and um faithful every week coming to rehearsal but not only that just really putting in a lot of time himself on his own recording it every week and listening to it and just improving 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 and I'm just really excited um I'm hoping I can keep it all together mm-hmm. when I'm up there with both of my kids singing at the same time.
2: <laughs> well, now for David, that's got to be that's uh, got to be kind of nice for you though. Your first time up on stage, but you got mom and sister, you know, there with you. Yeah, they got my back. Yeah, uh, we to got say. his back.
1: He's gonna be, he'll be soloing. I'll be home for Christmas by himself, and we're going to be his backup girls on oh. uh, Silver Bells.
2: Oh, very nice. Yep. Yeah, very cool. So you, you mentioned a couple of songs. What what all can people expect when, when they go to the show? They can
1: expect a little bit of everything, a few surprises. Santa's going to be there. We're going to have a sing-along. Mm. Uh, Marty, Chief of Police of Grand Ledge, he is my uh, co-star.
2: And not the first time either. We were not talking about the that, first too.
1: Time. This is our second Christmas show together, and we also do Singers on the Grand. Um, we've been doing that together for about nine years. At the Opera House, and we also appear at Riverwalk Theater, and we'll be there in January. Uh, We'll be doing at least three duets this time in this Christmas show. Um, Marty will be doing um, White Christmas, and he will also be doing Christmas in Killarney, so we have a little bit of Irish going on. (laughs) And our daughter, uh, my daughter Laura, will be doing um, Merry Christmas, Darling, which was a wonderful Karen Carpenter song. Absolutely, and she's a wonderful alto. So her full voice will be presenting that one. Uh, we're going to be kind of uh, surprising because we're going to be turning into kids for a few of the songs. Oh, um, and that'll be fun. Um, and there'll be some serious things because we're going to be duetting on oh Holy Night," and I'll be doing "Ave Maria," um, as well as some, you know, some fun things too.
2: I said a few surprises. You mentioned Santa's going to <laughs> be there. A few surprises. Right. Santa's
1: going to be there, and. Um, we're inviting everyone to come. Bring your children. Mm-hmm. Ha- have them sit on your lap. Just the more the merrier. Uh, it's all about family and uh, sharing. Your, and I'm going to be so excited. Anybody who comes, I'm going to be so excited to see them there, you know, taking time out to um, help the Opera House. All the money that is raised goes to the Grand Lodge Opera House as they continue to restore the Opera House to its its, you know, the way it used to be.
2: It's grand luster. It's grand luster. (laughs) I mean, you walk
1: in and it's all decorated with beautiful Christmas trees and it has hardwood floors and hardwood railing all around the top. And it's just, I mean, if you need the Christmas spirit Mm -hmm. and... You'll find it. Yeah, no. I was,
2: I was checking out the website before the show, and you know, I, the, I don't think the pictures do it justice. I mean, I just kind of wanted to see more than what was beyond the, the photos that were available there. It looks like a fantastic venue.
1: It is. It's going to be wonderful.
2: And of course, they'll be putting on ringing Christmas with song, uh, uh, full of full of holiday cheer. Now, we were talking about you just mentioned the songs that were going to be performed. Had it were these the ones that you performed the previous year, or the, are you kind of mixing it up?
1: Well we could try and do new songs. Uh one of the favorites that's coming back is Santa Baby. Oh yeah. Because uh we have Santa Claus coming and we're hoping to coax him up on stage and have a little fun with Santa.
2: Now who who plays the Earth a Kit of that song there?
1: Uh me. You do, alright. <laughs> I'm gonna be singing to Santa. <laughs> um also um um what else?
2: So now, well, now where did where did you come up with the? I mean, well, actually, maybe rephrase that for you. Uh, how did you decide on the songs that you're going to, to pick? I mean, we you talked about kind of taking some of the old favorites and mixing in some new ones. What what was the thought process there?
1: Well, I think uh, we tried to choose the songs that were, really fit our voices really well. Hmm. And songs that the audience could relate to. Some of the favorites people come say, "Oh, I would really like you to do this song. You know, I, I really like this song. Would you do this? You know, particular song." So um, we try and and pull what people's favorites are, mm-hmm. and um, go from there. And we want to, you know, kind of make it new. We don't want them to say, "Oh, well, they've done that one before."
2: Right.
1: But sometimes, um, and then Marty and I have done so many duets and things together, there's a lot, we have a following that acts, oh, you guys are singing together again? Okay, we, we really want to hear you two sing together.
2: Absolutely. Now, you mentioned, you know, Chief of Police is, is in mm-hmm. the show, I, you know, it's kind of a kind of a fun novelty, I think. Oh,
1: it's really fun. I said he's going to be the tallest leprechaun <laughs> the, uh, in Grand Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: now, just personally speaking, what, what is it you guys like the most about performing at, at the Opera House?
3: I think it's a small town atmosphere. Hmm. Um, coming down the streets, uh, I've been there my whole life, and um, they decorate it so well every year. And uh, watching uh, the opera house from just an abandoned building, seeing it restoned, repainted, and uh, you know, 20 years later, now I'm decided I'm gonna sing there. I think uh, what a great part of history yeah and uh becoming a part of it with my family, being able to say that we sang there uh for me is just a great honor um mm-hmm. you know I played football for Grand ledge and uh still have some great memories there. I do now live in Lansing, but uh my heart still belongs to Grand ledge and uh seeing my mom there and um uh, you know watching her do all the church specials and uh watching her in the choir all my life, and then watching her go abroad to bigger things and um, well
2: it just, sounds like you 're really like you 're really you know bringing something to the community then just based on what you talk about you know going to high school there and you want to be a part of the mm-hmm. show i mean is is that safe to say
3: yeah, definitely, I just um, I really can't wait for the day to be up on stage now. You know, I was at one point where I'm, gosh, I'm so nervous, you know. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen? But, you know, it's you get past that, you know, you're going to be with the ones you love and that you're out there just for the fun, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You're sure. trying to bring in this Christmas spirit, I think, that's sometimes lost. And uh, to see other, other families and hopefully friends that you haven't seen in a long time will end up showing up and saying, I remember David Wise, I remember... Kathy Bouchine and sure. Laura Wise, and um, let's see what they have to bring to mm-hmm. the table. You then know?
2: afterwards, uh, I remember that great show that I saw at the Opera House. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, now, uh, you know, talking about, you know, we got other shows that we'll be talking about later on in the show to- tonight, but uh, what would you say sets your, your show apart from, you know, the other holiday shows that are going on around the area this, this season?
1: Well, I would think that um, the hometown atmosphere. The warmth that you feel when you walk into the opera house, Mm. the way it's lit, um, the idea that our show gives you a sense of family, a sense of bringing what the true meaning of this Christmas season, um, that the the most um, gift that you can give is your time, Mm -hmm. um, that yourself, your giving of yourself to your family. And so my family is coming together to give this gift to the community mm-hmm. by gathering together, you know, at the Opera House. And I'm so fortunate that when I said to Marty, well, hey, Marty, I'm doing doing another show. What do you say? So, of course, he said, yep, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> um, so I'm very fortunate that, you know, he's lending his talent. And, and and I need to mention also that our we have other people that have been coming together oh, every certainly. week and being... Um, every week, our, our gifted guitar player, Rick Peterson, our drummer, Pete Murtham. All of these people from all walks of life, they come every week and they give of their time. Um, Mike Cordes, who will be playing a trumpet solo hmm. in the show for a surprise song that we can't mention. Oh, yeah, you don't want to
2: give it all away. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> and um, Bill Holda, our very gifted um, piano player, is also the main organist for um, the church downtown, hmm. uh, the Baptist Church downtown. Um, they all give of their time and talent. Uh, Bob Miller, who will be filming. Um, Dick Sheeran, who used to be former mayor of Grand Ledge. Oh, wow. He, I say, I need you, Dick, and he's like, I'll be there. What time do you need me? <laughs> um, the people that are playing Mr. and Mrs. Santa, they called me. What date's your show? Because I'm lining you up before anybody else. And it's because you, they, you have a following, right. and these people want to be a part of it. And... Um, our community of of performers and singers, you all become one big family and so I would say that uh, that 's what we have going for us is the um the Christmas spirit that yeah. we've got,
2: and that great sense of community. I mean, I think that really right. just comes through. I mean, just listening to you say it now, I can really hear it. Well, it's uh, ringing, the, ringing Christmas with song over at the Grand Ledge Opera House, uh, and it's this this weekend, the the fourteenth, right? The
1: fourteenth at seven thirty. That's 730. Friday.
2: Fantastic. Tickets are available by calling five one seven six two seven one four four three, and uh, of course, you can get more info online at gloperahouse.com. dot uh, Thanks so much for coming in, both of you. This well, is thank fantastic. you so much. Thank and you for al- having us. Certainly, and we'll be back with more impact exposure in just a moment
0: you're listening to exposure on 88.9 the impact at the football game jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted he starts flexing for the camera he refers to his muscles as gunboats he screams how's this for a halftime show jim streaks the field it's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive but what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station.
1: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
0: Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Prime Time. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure
2: and we're back with more Impact Exposure. We were just speaking with uh, Kathy Bouchine and uh, David Wise from the Grand Ledge Opera House. Of course, they've got their uh, their production coming on uh, this Friday, December 14th. Uh, more information on that, in case you missed it, is available at gloperahouse.com. Switching gears now, we're speaking with uh, Jessica Miller, who's a member of the Systrom Lansing Women's Chorus. Uh, thanks so much for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me. I'm Certainly.
2: excited. Certainly. So now you've got uh, Night of Hope, Day of Peace coming up. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what that's all about?
4: Right. That is, it's our fifth annual, holiday concert that we um, put on with the Greater Lansing Gay Men's Chorus mm-hmm. and it's this Friday and Saturday at 8 o'clock. Um, they're between the two groups we've got about 90 singers that are wow. going to be performing. Um, so getting us all up on stage is always a fun challenge. <laughs> um and it's part of the Blue Griffin and First Presbyterian Fine Arts Concert Series.
2: Um, you, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh,
4: that has been going on for a couple of years.
2: Right, I was going to mention that actually. You said there was, this is the fifth annual now. Are, is this, have, have the, has the Gay Men's Chorus been involved with this in the, in the past, or is this the, the first time you guys have come together?
4: This is the fifth year that we have sung, we've done the holiday concert with GLGMC. Okay. In um, the second year, we've been involved with the Blue Griffin Fine Arts Series. Oh, so.
2: Excellent. So now what's what's the history of that? I mean, uh, you know, reading this, you know, kind of a kind of a surprise combination I would think, that, uh, you know, the combination of a Presbyterian church and gay men's chorus, but you know, it it definitely sounds like it's it's working for you guys.
4: Oh, absolutely. It's giving us a chance to reach, you know, an audience that we may not necessarily um reach, you know, mm-hmm. folks who are just going out to all of these fine arts concerts. Um, so it's giving us an opportunity to win over a whole new audience, which is exciting.
2: Fantastic. Especially, you know, holiday season, it's a great time to put on a, a big show like this. It definitely sounds like it's a pretty big show, 90-plus 90, 90 people involved.
4: Um, yeah, and we also have the Great Lakes Pride Band is going to be um, performing at intermission and wow. helping us out with our um, refreshments and stuff. <laughs> and we have a bell choir that's made up of members of both groups that's going to be doing a little something, too. And a couple of instrumentalists and a guest <laughs> vocalist. Um, there's lots going the part on. In a partridge and
2: a pear tree. You've got everything going on. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. It's quality and quantity. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. So now how did you, I was asking this with the, the folks that were just on a moment ago, uh, how did you decide on the songs that you were going to be performing?
4: Well, we have a repertoire committee, and they work with our artistic director, Meredith Bowen, um, who actually is an MSU master's graduate. Hmm. Um and they decide on, you know, we try to have a really big variety of pieces. We're doing some really traditional stuff. Some We're doing a solstice carol that's around. Um, we've got one called African Celebration. It's an eight-minute um, piece that combines a bunch of African folk songs. Um so basically, we try to have a little something for everybody.
2: Absolutely. Yes. A Christmas solstice, uh, African-themed uh, performance. Uh, yeah. Well, you're, you're hitting all the bases.
4: And <laughs> we've got, obviously, our Night of Hope, Day of Peace theme. Um, those two pieces were actually arranged by Dave Wiseman, who's a member of the GLGMC. Hmm. Um, and those are two original pieces that he's composed for us. So that'll be really exciting as well.
2: So what would you say is the Night of Hope, Day of Peace theme? What's what's kind of the mission? What's that all about?
4: Um, Just... Basically promoting, you know, working together and, you know, that whole message this time of year.
2: Excellent. Yeah. The kind of goodwill toward everybody. Kind exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> kind of exactly. yeah, so uh, now you've you've done this in the past, of course, uh, has, how have you seen it kind of change over time? Has it grown or is it, I mean, what, what have you seen happen over the last, you know, five years or so?
4: Well, I've actually. This is only my third um, time with the group, so I don't know what it was like before. But I've definitely seen, you know, growth in the audience. Last last year's Saturday performance was standing room only, um, which was pretty incredible to see. Um, You know, people are elbow to elbow, and it's always really nice to hear from, you know, the audience members when you're mingling around. They're saying, "Wow, I had no idea that you know you guys existed," or it's it's always cool to hear people who are new to something
2: mm-hmm. common, oh, you mentioned so. a couple of original pieces involved uh night of hope and not night of hope and day of peace are two separate pieces they're
4: two separate pieces yep um we're doing day of peace in the first half and we're ending with night of hope oh okay
2: excellent so now are there any sort of favorites that people can expect you know some old you know holiday season oh classics?
4: yeah um the guys are doing a really cool arrangement of jingle bells um that's actually, I think it's called Variation on Jingle Bells, and it's oh. a medley with all sorts of different styles. Um, and they've actually got an, a guest opera singer guesting on that piece, oh, which wow. is kind of cool. Um, we're doing a piece called Deck the Halls in 7-8, which is a jazzier version of Deck the Halls. <laughs> and um, the combined choirs are doing Yezi Bambino, which is a traditional... Christmas piece and um, the Boar's Head Carol, which is another we're processing into that one. So excellent. Yeah. So now,
2: personally speaking, what what's what are you looking forward to the most?
4: I am looking forward to performing African Celebration because we have been working so hard. It's an eight-minute piece, and we've been working so hard to get it ready oh, wow. and. I think we're we've we've got it I'm really excited <laughs> to do it in front of an audience
2: so uh, what what goes into that kind of a song? like I'm kind of curious wh I, mean, I, I I don't know what it sounds like, so if you can kind of describe that for us
4: this particular piece there were a lot of transitions that we had to work on mm. um because i I don't want to say it's a medley because it's not, but it's the way the the way the sections are blended in the transitions are what we had to work the hardest on mm. um and also we've are planning on doing the piece for memory, which is. Um, a big, it was a big commitment for us to, <laughs> to memorize an eight minute piece, right. but we've, we've got it, I think, thanks to Meredith and everyone's hard work. So, Excellent.
2: That's yeah. very cool. Now, of course, this is put on by, by Systrom, the, uh, the Lansing Women's Chorus. Uh, I was kind of reading up about, about Systrom. It's, it's a rather interesting uh, sort of mission statement for, for a chorus. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what Systrom, Systrom basically is.
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, we're, going to we're aim to provide you know a place for women to explore their voices and you know to work for peace and justice through their, through our music um, mm. and you know we welcome any women who want to join um as long as you're, you you know as long as you're willing to work and rehearse we'd <laughs> love to have anybody involved so
2: Sure now how do you, how do how do you like through the rest of the year how do you sort of explore that mission uh you know of course you've got this coming up now but you know what what sort of projects do you have going on Oh sure the rest of
4: the year? um we have our our spring concert that we do every year um and that's a big another two day sort of event that we do and that's coming up in May and there's more information about that on our website too um we also sing just generally around the community um we sing at churches. Um, we've sung at you know, some peace events in the past. We actually last year did a collaboration with the Grand Rapids Women's Chorus for Women's History Month, and the proceeds from, from those events went to some women's um, organizations around the area. I don't remember what the Lansing one was off the top of my head, but we did one performance here and one in Grand Rapids um And I remember driving there in an ice storm. It was (laughs) quite the adventure. Yeah, it
2: makes it a little more interesting, I think.
4: (laughs) Definitely. So
2: you've got this coming up on on the 14th and the 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, like you said last time, standing room only. Uh, what kind of crowds are you expecting for this one? Just as big, bigger?
4: We're hoping for just as big and bigger. Yeah. Wow,
2: very nice. So uh, you know, w- what kind of buzz have you been hearing from the other folks that are involved? I mean, you mentioned the one, that, the thing that you're most excited about is your your performance of, of the song that you're involved in. What what's kind of the what's everyone else kind of talking about being excited about uh, doing?
4: Well, we're definitely excited to be doing, you know, Dave's original pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the the collaboration and the camaraderie between the two groups is always really fun. Um, so everybody's always really excited about that.
2: Very nice. Yeah, just you know, sitting here talking with you, definitely sounds like there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun energy kind of oh, going absolutely. on with the show. I can only imagine what's going on, you know, before the show.
4: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's always a lot of um, noise and fun and. Mm-hmm a good kind of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, this is going on at the First Presbyterian Church. Uh, anything else you'd like to you'd like folks to know about this? Anything I might have left out that uh, you want to get the word out about?
4: Um, just that we have a website. It's system.org, and we have a MySpace page, which is at myspace.com slash Systrom Women's Course. So if anybody wants to friend Sistrum, we would love to have you.
2: Excellent. Well, I'm sure people will be hopping on their computers right now. Of course, it's uh, there's the sites you just mentioned, of course, Systrom.org, S-I-S-T-R-U-M. Correct. .org. And, of course, you can check out uh, for tickets. Uh, tickets are available at the door. For the show, is that right? Yeah. All right. And then, of course, you can also get them online at the glgmc.org. The show, Night of Hope, Day of Peace, this Friday and Saturday, December 14th and 15th at the uh, First Presbyterian Church. Uh, Jessica, thanks so much for uh, stopping by and tell us all about it. Thanks again. All right. And then we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment.
0: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact.
1: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
0: Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, The Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music.
4: Only on Impact
0: Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893 And now, back to Exposure. Alright, we are back with more Impact
2: Exposure. We were just speaking with Jessica Miller from the uh, Sistrum Lansing Women's Chorus talking about the show they've got coming up, Night of Hope, Day of Peace. Of course, that show's going on this Friday and Saturday. Uh, information for that is available at Systrom, S-I-S-T-R-U-M dot org. Uh, gonna move along now talking with uh, John Leppard, the executive director of the uh, Williamston Theater. Uh, thanks so much for coming by. Thank you, Wes. Alright, Now, uh, you know, you've got every Christmas story ever told coming up. Uh, yes, we do. Go ahead and uh, give us an idea. Of what, uh, it's a, it's a crazy title. What's it all about?
5: It's It's about every Christmas story ever told. Well, there we go. I guess that's all the movie we needed. (laughs) That's all you need. No, it starts out as a Christmas carol, Mm -hmm. and um, the wheels kind of come off about two minutes in, and the (laughs) guys just start doing any Christmas story that they can think of. Ah. And basically, they they go through everything you've ever seen on TV. Uh, You know, Rudolph. Oh, well, I'm not supposed to say Rudolph. That's... uh, that's, that's not like Gu- Gustav, the green-nosed reindeer. Oh, that's totally we have, different. We have to change it because yeah. of, you know, infringements on copyrights Certainly. and that sort of thing. Um, also, uh, you know, Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. Frosty, all those things. We... Uh,
2: we hit them all. Excellent. You cover all the bases. Oh, yeah. We try. <laughs> so now, it's kind of an interesting idea. So you're, you're kind of combining all these Christmas stories. Uh, it kind of reminded me there's uh, the, the complete works of William Shakespeare. They just exactly. get all of it together. Is that the same kind of idea? Very,
5: very similar to that stuff, yeah. Uh, written by three guys. Boy, hey, I don't have their names in front of me. But um, we did it last year. It you know, went really well. And mm-hmm. so we're doing it again this year. We do it actually with Meadowbrook Theater. Oh. And it started out there. It was there for two weeks, and now it's moving to our theater. And... Um it's 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 going great guns
2: now was that the, the first time they did it in the other theater or has even have you been no we did so it last
5: day? year as well oh, okay. and uh it did so well that we decided to do it again this year uh, not everybody got to see it that wanted to see it we have a really tiny theater it only seats 88 oh, wow. people so you know uh-huh. um it's 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 tough to get in sometimes when it's a big seller and this one is a big seller it so. sounds
2: like i mean you know you don't need to go anywhere else for any uh, christmas shows you got them all on this one absolutely <laughs> that's right so now uh, what what kind of uh what made you guys want to put this on you said you did it again you did it also last year what mm-hmm. what's kind of the draw for a piece like this
5: oh uh, you know it's it's fun it's just huge comedy and it never stops from mm-hmm. the minute they get on stage till the moment they get off you know <laughs> these guys have probably lost 10 pounds each doing this <laughs> show they they they're moving all the time and um it's just it's just really a ton of fun that's why we do it uh, great christmas show
2: now, personally speaking, what's what's what what is it about the show that you like the most? Me? Yeah, I like the
5: guys. The guys. And now, you, tell us about that. Yeah, the guys: uh, Chris Cordy, Errol Gribble, and Joy Albright. Uh, they've all obviously worked on our stage before, but they're um, they're all Equity actors in the the union. They're professional actors, mm-hmm. and they um, they work so well together. They are such a team that if the, if something messes up, they are right on top of it. And not only on, <laughs> are they on top of it, they're kind of Digging the guy that messed up too, so <laughs> so you know, and you see these little these little grins going on between these guys, and it 's fun for me because I know the show so well that when mm-hmm. something quirky <laughs> happens in it and they all start going after each other like chickens in the barnyard, then you know it's it 's a lot
2: of fun well, it sounds like there 's definitely kind of room for that ad libbing element on stage oh, yeah, too yeah,
5: there 's all kinds of stuff it 's different every night
2: that he encourage that do you Do you want him to kind of oh, throw yeah. things out there or? oh
5: yeah that 's what this is about <laughs> these guys are so good they you know. They could make up a whole act. Don't do it. If you're listening, guys, don't do it. But they could.
2: I don't know. It sounds like it's a little more interesting when they do. But. <laughs> it is. It's So, now, how, how has the show changed from last year? I mean, are you obviously a new new location? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you adding new characters? Are you, you know, what, yeah. what's, the, what's the difference? Yeah, actually,
5: we've, we've added some surprises, but I don't want to give them away. Uh, you know, we, we go to Christmases in different countries. Oh. And so, we as they explore these different countries we've actually added a couple of uh a couple of places that that are kind of fun and uh and a couple of of other little, little surprise moments um that that ought to be a good time
2: so now, give us an idea. I mean, obviously, it sounds like it's kind of a different show every time. You know, a little, little new bits here and there, but uh, generally, so you said it starts out as a Christmas Carol. So you yes. got, you got your familiar character of, of Scrooge and oh, Mason, yes. and he kind of encounters other characters. Is that how it goes? Well, or? he
5: encounters uh, the guy playing Marley, who, uh, Joey Elbright who comes out and says. Yeah, Chris, I don't want to do a Christmas Carol anymore. I'm <laughs> I'm sick of it. And and Chris says no. We got we have to do Christmas Carol. He says no. I, please, can we just try something else? And and Chris says okay. And, they, and then they um go into all these different things that uh, you know the that they the, there's a lot of audience participation and nice. they make some of it up. But they uh, they there is a, a plot to follow actually. But um, and, and we go through a, a ton of different stories. Every you know, Christmas night, with eighty-eight cool.
2: seats in the theater. I'm guessing you know you've you've definitely got a lot of that that element of audience participation. Oh right yeah, there. we have
5: uh, we have plenty of audience participation. So
2: what what kind of stuff? are you know, I don't want you to get everything away. But uh, <laughs> like what like if people go to the show, they got to you know be be prepared to to help out too. What what kind of stuff do you do with the audience?
5: Be prepared to help out. <laughs> not, we we actually uh, call out for. Uh, different stories that they've thought of oh. so, so you know at the beginning they say "Yeah, just give us any story you can think of and, and sometimes people throw in stories that uh, we haven't heard of before so is it safe know? to say
2: this is like an improv show or is this also scripted What's the? it's
5: scripted with improv oh okay yeah, about every improv show is scripted but this one is scripted and with a little bit of wiggle room in there <laughs> so not kind too of that much controlled chaos wiggle room not too much <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> a little bit of a warning to your actors there <laughs> yeah yeah you know, one more a little warning <laughs> so you mentioned your, your favorite thing about this just the folks you're working with yeah the guys uh, are great now have you worked with these these folks before i mean other than this show or oh,
5: sure yeah um uh, joey albright and i have done a lot of shows together at the purple rose theater mm. and joey's done a bunch of shows here on our stage he was in uh, guys on ice if you happen to see that uh, in the fall he was in that he was in um music from a sparkling planet errol gribble did a one-man show fully committed last year which mm. was amazingly great um chris has done shows all over the place uh this is the only show he's done with us here in williamston but he's worked at planet ant and purple rose and the gem and all all different places in in the Southeasterly
2: Michigan area. <laughs> a great hotbed of theater, of yeah, course. Yeah, <laughs> well, it certainly is. So now, this is obviously you know, kind of a lighter show. Do you, do you also have you done productions where it's kind of more somber, more serious stuff? I mean, or do you kind of primarily stick to the, the lighter fare?
5: Well, this is our second season, and we have tried to stick with something that, not necessarily light, but. Uh, comedies. Not, we're not doing, you know, Long Day's Journey quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're trying to get people into the seats. And the thing that that helps us right now is doing comedies. Now, that being said, we are doing a couple of shows. I mean, we're doing Art after this, which is a comedy, but it's also a Tony Award winner, and uh, you know, it's a it's a good one. And then we're doing. Uh, A new play, it's Maidens, Mothers, and Crones, and we are developing this play ourselves. Annie Martin, who's a playwright, she wrote a play called Flap that we did in the summer. Hmm. Uh, Susie Regan and Tony Caselli are actually putting this play together themselves, and uh, we've taken submissions from women all over the state and surrounding states, and the story is basically, or the play is basically about the stories of women in the Midwest, their Hmm. lives, and historical women and that sort of thing. And um that that one will still have some comedy in it but it's also you know it'll it'll have some other moments as well.
2: Got an important message there it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, you Excellent. bet. So now yeah now is there a sort of a theme for your for your season? I know certain theaters do that or you just kind of do what what seems fun, what seems interesting to you. What's the uh, what's the the overall plan there?
5: Oh, let's see. The overall the theme for this season, imagine, laugh, explore. That kind of mm. leaves it wide open. Yeah. But, you know, laugh is part of it. We have we we are doing a lot of comedies. The first two things, Guys on Ice and Every Christmas Story, were both pretty raucous uh, comedies. <laughs> um, and, but, but we're trying to touch people as well in, in a way that, you know, it's not just for the guffaws. It's also, you know, to, to explore some things and, and kind of hold a mirror up to people and, and show them who we are.
2: Make you think, make you laugh. It's yeah. a pretty, pretty full season.
5: You know, that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> well, think now, as, and laugh.
2: As far as this show is concerned, of course, every Christmas story ever told uh, is this. Uh, is this something that you know? Like, I, I know there's been a lot of uh, uh, cartoons, like Shrek, for example, where they kind of have little jokes in there for 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 the older folks. Or oh, is yeah. this is this like an all ages show, or is it more for you know the older set? What's the audience you're looking for here?
5: Everyone will enjoy it. The only yeah. thing that we that we warn about is there, there's a moment that might be a Santa spoiler for yeah. somebody who still believes in Santa Claus. And we don't want to be the theater that destroys Santa Claus for a younger audience. But <laughs> it, it's not necessarily. I mean, kids can interpret it different ways, but there's a moment where you, you, we, we sort of destroy the myth of santa claus and then kind of bring it back up
2: so why i i don't know what you're talking about at all so no of course not no no no. No, i just santa's real that's all i know
5: yeah and (laughs) and there's no other way to really think about it
2: that's (laughs) why. well good i mean it sounds like you you're definitely uh, taking on the santa issue that's important
5: (laughs) yeah it's one of those big issues that we're tackling in this year's season (laughs)
2: certainly (laughs) certainly social issues are very hot this season is there a santa claus tell me yeah well you know of course the number for that uh 432 Uh 3 <laughs> uh, Well, no, it sounds like a really good... I mean, you're definitely bringing all the elements together, stuff that people are definitely going to know about. I mean, that's kind of the fun of the holiday season. I oh, yeah. is the classic stuff you're familiar with, new stuff as well. So sure. definitely a uh, show sure you've got everything everything to going, going on for it.
5: Oh, yeah. It's a good time. It's a fun, fun time. That's it.
2: Fantastic. Well, anything you've left out that uh, you want to let people know about the well, show? Sure,
5: of course. Well, about the show, no. You don't need to know anything except, nah. you know, uh, that it's good. Um <laughs> Williamston Theater, mm-hmm. Theater T-R-E at the end, mm-hmm. .org. That's our website.
2: Fantastic. And, of course, the info on this show and other shows available there, I'm guessing? You bet. The whole season. Great. Fantastic. Well, of course, uh, that show you've got coming up, uh, it's, there, it's Thursday and Friday uh, between, and, uh, and Saturday and Sunday as well. That's right. Uh, going on the 13th through the 15th and the 16th sold out.
5: Hot show, yeah, yeah, it's oh, sold out. And man. there's there's very few seats left. Yeah. But of course,
2: there's also the 19th and the 23rd as well. T- uh, shows going on uh, 8 p.m. on Thursday and Friday, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. on Saturday, and 2 p.m. on Sunday. Nicely done. Thank you very much. It's that's yeah. uh, what I do for a living.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we also added a Wednesday show. I, oh. I don't know if that's sold out yet or
2: not. Well, we better so, better hurry then. Yeah, uh, it might be sold, we'll sold out soon. But uh, again so every Christmas story ever told, put on the Williamston Theater. Of course, more information as you just mentioned available at Williamston Theater. T-R-E at the end, dot org. Uh, Thanks so much for uh, stopping by and let us know about the show.
5: All right. Thanks, Wes.
2: You bet. All right. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment.
0: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. And now, back to exposure.
2: All right, and we're back with more Impact Exposure. We were just speaking with John Leopard, uh, the executive director of the Williamston Theatre. They've got every Christmas story ever told uh, coming up, uh, going on between December 13th and 15th, as well as uh, the 19th through the 23rd. Of course, more info on that available by calling 655-SHOW or online at Uh Moving right along, we're speaking with uh, Brian and Allie here from the uh, Grand River Connection. Thanks so much, guys, for uh, coming by.
8: Oh, of course. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Now, uh, go ahead. you've got a holiday gala coming up. Is that right?
8: Right. We sure do. And, Allie, maybe you want to talk about that a little bit? or You want
2: to give us an idea what the holiday gala is all about?
7: Sure. The holiday gala is our special... Um holiday time party we do uh, networking events every month and this one is special for the holidays Um, it's going to be a large event at the marriott hotel downtown east lansing where we have live entertainment provided by two smooth for notes and we will have we're also doing a food drive for the um, greater lansing food bank
2: Hmm, excellent so now what's the what's the you mentioned kind of networking uh end of this what's the what's the reason behind that
7: well, the reason, um, I guess I, I would have to kind of get into the whole background of the organization and why we okay. started, um, we, were, we were formed because East Lansing is a great place for college students and a great place for families, but we really felt that there was nothing that served as a social network for people that were in between the age group or that stage in life. So um, some folks got together and we decided that other um, towns have young professionals groups or or places that other people can meet in that kind of way. So we decided to get a networking group formed, and that's what we do. We meet at um, different locations every month. We try to do um, m- locations that people maybe haven't been to before. We've done things at such places like the um, Statenberg Galleries or the Scene Metro Space here in East mm-hmm. Lansing, get people out and just meeting Other people in a friendly atmosphere.
2: So it sounds like you kind of provide that that essential time between like graduation and career, yet, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm sure I'm I'm a graduate student now, but after I finished my undergrad degree, I, you know, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. Right.
8: I think the common wisdom always was that people came here to MSU and then left and went to Chicago or wherever the hip place to go is nowadays <laughs> but there's a lot of us in our 20s and 30s that wanted to stay in lansing there's a lot of people that moved here and mm-hmm. we want to show people that there's a reason to be here that yeah. there's a lot of great stuff going on and there's a lot of great people in the area
2: right you know it's, i think it's an important thing to, to mention you know, what you just said there that you know a lot of folks are leaving michigan once they've once they've finished up with college and you know there's, there's definitely a good reason to stay and i think there's a lot of incentives that people just aren't really aware of it sounds like you guys are Kind of putting that out there and letting them know.
8: Right. And our mission has been kind of twofold. Um, Allie's mentioned all the different places that we've gone to that we've tried to support. Um, that's part of our mission, too. We want to make sure that we're getting these young people out to different venues that are there. You know, people may not have been aware of the Saper Gallery mm-hmm. um, and the Picasso exhibit that was going on there about a year ago. Or they may have never been to some of the things in Old Town or some of the various restaurants or bars or... Just different uh, attractions that are around town, and we like to get them there and support them locally.
7: Yeah, too often you just hear there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do in Lansing, you know. And we're we're sick of hearing that. And we like to provide a forum for people to go out and, you know, maybe their maybe their friends don't like to go to the same place, and this is a reason for them to go out to the Potter Park Zoo or something like that.
2: So, now, Would you say that you're uh, sort of promoting Lansing Attractions? Are you getting, uh, you know, employers to students? What's your, what's the, the big mission of of the group?
8: We're promoting Lansing Attractions, but mainly we're trying to create a place where people can network, where they can mm-hmm. see that there are other people just like them that chose to live in Lansing that want to have a good time, that want to network, that want to build professional relationships and, and do things and, um, you know, Gosh, there's just so much going on here. Like Allie said, (laughs) uh, there's a a lot. And we want to share that, and we want to share that with other people and develop friendships and working relationships at the same time.
7: Yeah, and there's so many members that we have, and so many of them um, come to us for different reasons, either because they are looking for a job or because they are in, in some kind of industry where they do need to meet people. Or I was just talking to another member uh, the other day who enjoys rock climbing, and she wants to find more people to go to trips um, to Canada to go rock climbing I mean, with. So there's so many different reasons that, that we're around.
2: Excellent. Now, just personally speaking, what are, what are some of your favorites in, in the area? I mean, it's, I know, you know, you don't want to pick favorites, but I mean, you got to have some, right? I mean, you mentioned Potter Park Zoo, which is, we'll be speaking with someone from, from their, uh, their organization a little bit, but, you know, what do what you guys like to do? I mean, Well, I feel like
8: I'm definitely a connoisseur <laughs> of the local bars. restaurants. Yeah. I was going to say, you guys have to know the layout, so. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I don't know. I mean, I just, I love so much here, and, you know, people always say, like, oh, there's not a this or that scene, and gosh, I have to go to Chicago. I'm so bored here, and I think, I'm not bored. I mean, I don't have enough time to go to all the places. That that I want to go to around here.
7: Um, one, really, one really interesting um, event that we had was this summer. Um, we've also got photo galleries on our website online, so if anybody, you know, you can see what some of these um, um, networking events look like, but one we had in July was at the Turner Dodge House in Old Town, which I had never been to, and I'm a, a East Lansing resident, lifelong, hmm. um, and I had never been up there, and it was just gorgeous it was this kind of neat old house and uh, pretty gardens and they put us out on the porch and we just had a great time excellent yeah
8: well that's a good point we've had access to some places too that normally people wouldn't have access to we were hosted by uh, a downtown law firm that um, allowed us to have access to their offices up on top of the Boji tower and i'd never been up yeah. to the, I think, 24th floor of that, and it had a beautiful <laughs> view of the Capitol, and I think it was maybe one of our top events. Mm-hmm. Um, with that event, too, we were able to attract a lot of the the um, seasoned leaders in the area. We had the, uh, the mayor of Lansing, uh, we had a number of CEOs of some of the larger companies there, and it was just a great mix of young people and and people that have been here and have done it, and I'm all in a great location.
2: Very cool. Now you mentioned, of course, you you know the Turner Dodge House, something something you hadn't experienced until you know until one of your events. Uh, what, what kind of stuff have you have you guys learned in your time with uh, with the Grand River Connection?
8: Oh, good good question. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. <laughs> um, that well, for me, what was exciting was to see that there were so many people again like me. Um, we've grown from a Gosh, zero members to um, 1,200 people, 1,200 people in the 20s and 30s range um, in the greater Lansing area. And and to me, that was exciting because I was one of those people who thought I was alone in Lansing and we're not alone.
7: Right. And that's over two, just about two and a half years. So, yeah,
2: that's impressive, really.
7: We're, we're very happy, and we're happy that so many people um, keep joining up, and word of mouth is just huge for us, and, and that makes us really happy because if people like what we're doing, they're going to tell their friends.
2: Is that what you attribute your success to, is word of mouth, or is there other 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 factors going on?
7: Mainly word of mouth, yeah. really, yeah. What,
2: what is it you think that uh, people are telling you know, their friends about the Grand River Connection?
7: I think it's. uh, they tell them that they they went to maybe one of our networking events and they had a good chance to meet other people in a relaxing atmosphere. We uh, get so many comments that everyone is so nice and so open. It's so easy to go up and talk to a group that's just standing there um, as opposed to maybe if, if you went to a Chamber of Commerce event or something where a lot of people are not your age and it's tougher to approach somebody maybe.
8: Excellent. We try to be really welcoming. I mean, we're really looking at building friendships at this stage in life. You know, maybe that'll lead to business immediately, maybe down the road. But we're we try to be really welcoming, and we try to kind of build those relationships when people get there.
2: And now, what have you? What kind of impact have you seen the the, the connection have on the, on the Lansing area? I mean, you know, results are everything. So, what what have you guys seen the Grand River connection do for the area?
8: We're working on tallying some of the economic impact. We did a survey of our membership not too long ago. Um, we were in, interested in seeing those results and seeing, you know, for instance, um, the, the the educational attainment was higher, I think, than the the average uh, uh, of, in Lansing. Um, I think the income was higher, but I think again, by bringing a, a group of 100 to 150 young people to an establishment, again, that they may not have been, you know, hopefully we're bringing in in dollars at that point, but hopefully um, um, continued dollars, and we want to support the local Lansing businesses that make this place special.
7: And it's a useful tool. Um, we've even heard from the, the Lansing Chamber of Commerce that this is a useful tool that they can use when recruiting businesses to locate in Lansing mm. because they can say to their, uh, to the employees or to the employers um, that their employees could have this place to come and that we do have a, a sort of a scene going on. And, um, also, we're, you know, we, w- we're interested in getting more cool restaurants and cool bars and cool locations, um, to locate in Lansing. And if we show them that we have the, the, um, amount of people, the mass that takes, that takes them to uh, locate and do well here, we can just get, get that many more things. Yeah.
2: Well, it definitely sounds like there's a lot of uh, a lot of efforts being put into you know uh, enhancing downtown. It sounds like you mm-hmm. guys are definitely you know right in the middle of that really.
7: Yeah, and we really focus on the East Lansing downtown Lansing and Old Town areas when we do locate our um, our networking events.
2: So now we've talked about what, uh, you know, what what young people have to say about, about the, the connection. What what do you hear from from businesses, like places that you're, you're taking these people to? What do they have to say about uh, the experience?
8: Well, we actually partnered with the um, Greater Lansing Business Monthly recently and with the Chamber of Commerce on uh, doing a, a 10 over the next 10 event uh, where we were looking to identify who the next uh, up-and-coming 10 young uh, business leaders were in town. Um, we had a great turnout from the business community. I think they were really supportive of what we've been doing because they see that you know again we're building the, this talent pool. We're um, building what we have here, but then also serving as a tool, like Ali said, to attract other people to come into the area.
7: And I think a lot of the um, businesses that maybe have traditionally uh, an older employee base, I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, my boss told me I should come to this, to this Grand River Connection. We call it GRC. Mm-hmm. They come. We should come to the GRC." Um, It's a way for um, employers to reach out, kind of to to you know their employees.
8: At the same time, too, we've looked at um, places where maybe they have an older demographic, but they're looking to reach out to a younger demographic. We mm-hmm. did an event at the Michigan Athletic Club, uh, maybe two months ago, I think. Um, you know, and they're interested in kind of again reaching out to that younger crowd. Um, it was a nice marriage. We were able to bring our people there and, and again get them exposure to to a place where they hadn't been before, and um, it worked out for the MAC to be um, you know reaching out again to a younger audience. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at some things coming up, um, maybe at uh, Hawk Hollow or the University Club again to kind of bridge. Um, you know, the existing clientele with um, our new clientele.
2: Excellent. Well, now uh, we're going to wrap up here in just a minute, but last thing I wanted to ask you before we go, uh, what would you say is, is sort of the biggest advantage if you just had to pick one for, for people to get involved with the GRC?
7: Friendship. Friendship? I think.
2: Like you mean the, the connection with other people who are involved? Yeah, or, or? yeah,
7: I've met so many people through this and uh, probably all uh, people, you know, people that I will uh, keep in touch with for the rest of my life. What do you think?
8: Absolutely, allie has been involved from the very beginning, and I think I just went to the first event as just a person who'd heard about it from uh, from friends, and I think I've met so many people. I didn't know a soul at the first event, and um, you know now we have twelve hundred people to come. I come to events, and um, I haven't met all of them. I'm looking forward to meeting more of them, but I've met so many people through all this. It's it's really been great.
2: That sounds like the word of mouth uh, helped for you, too. Yeah. It's been terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, of course, that's the Grand River Connection. Uh, more info available at grandriverconnection.com. Uh, and, uh, of course, you got the uh, the holiday gala coming up on December 18th at 7 p.m. over at the Marriott, right on uh, MAC Ave. Uh, live music, uh, complimentary hors d'oeuvres, quite a, quite a spread going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks so much, guys, for coming in. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, and we'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment.
0: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact.
1: Smoking
4: helpline.
0: Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want mysmokefreeapartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that? Uh, yeah, that's right. Make
1: your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org
3: When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Morning's 89 Second Play.
2: And we're back with more exposure. We were just speaking with Brian and Allie from the Grand River Connection. In case you missed any of that, more info available uh, about that group at GrandRiverConnection.com. We're going to wrap things up tonight with uh, Dennis Laidler, who's here from the uh, Potter Park Zoo. Uh, thanks so much for coming by.
6: Oh, um, it was interesting because I was waiting in outside uh, John Lapard from the Williamson Theater Group. Mm-hmm. We were chatting uh, a year ago when I was here. Yeah. <laughs> he was also here, so oh. it's...
2: Uh, Deja vu all over A coincidence again. there, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, you, you brought a friend with you. Yes. You know,
6: since we're from a zoo, people expect to see a non-human animal when mm-hmm. we come out. So uh, <laughs> we like to accommodate whenever we can.
2: So now, what is, it, what is it I'm looking at here? We were talking about this during the break. I can't quite place exactly what this animal yeah, is. Yeah. The
6: first impression is it sort of looks like a hedgehog. Well, that's what I was does. thinking. It yeah. It's an animal called a tenrec. It's actually spelled T-E-N-R-E-C. Mm-hmm. There are several species, something like 20-some species, all found on the island of Madagascar. Oh, wow. This is what um, biologists or evolutionary ecologists would refer to as an example of convergent evolution, because based on phylogeny or its genetic history, it's actually not related closely to hedgehogs at all, but has similar appearance and some similar um, survival mechanisms. But... um, like a lot of island populations of mammals, are, they've developed some pretty unique characteristics. And, of course, it's covered with spiky hair, and mm-hmm. you had a chance to touch it earlier. I did, yes. It's, and it's pretty hurt, rough. It's sort of like a, a rough brush. Yeah, like a coarse brush. It's not brush. painful. And that's because she's relaxed. Mm. So um, if you look, I told her over for viewers, she has a very soft pink belly with mm-hmm. no protection and a very vulnerable little face. So if it felt threatened by a predator and, you know, she's just a little bit bigger than a computer mouse yeah. in, in size, so she's very small and she's full-grown. A lot of things will eat them on Madagascar. Oh. So they'll curl up into a tight ball, which protects their head and vulnerable abdomen, but also then their skin is rigid. Hmm. And then these hairs that are just bristly, um, since they have a rigid base, it would actually, the weight of her would be too painful to hold in your hand. Oh, wow. So it is a, a nice defensive mechanism for Certainly. Them to protect themselves. And they're insectivores. They live in the rainforest floor, digging through leaf litter. They're good diggers. They'll eat insects and other invertebrates. Um, This one has a pretty cool Michigan connection. Oh, now what's that? Um, She was born here via emergency C-section. Oh, wow. Over at the small animal clinic. We have a very good zoo vet, and she, of course, um, got her training here at MSU. And we get a lot of help from some of the uh, clinical staff. And in this case, um, mom was in distress, and um, it took uh, using microsurgery techniques. as a small animal. Wow, give man. you an idea, the baby weighed 11 grams, so about as much as the pen in your hand, right. and a little, about the size of my little finger. Hmm. And uh, she's now about well, she was born August 30th, so and she's been full-grown for a while now.
2: Now, are these uh, are these animals endangered or anything like that? No, we don't. Okay.
6: But we don't know a lot about them, hmm. and. Because of some bizarre things that we don't have time to tonight, they're um, they're very popular within accredited zoos for educational programs because of several cool um, physical and behavioral characteristics, um, but also because they're relatively easy and safe, um, and they're not intimidating to children when you're doing programs with right. children. But there's actually a, a waiting list for, between zoos. The accredited zoos that trade, buy, sell animals with each other to get these. So, hmm. um, get, having one successfully be born, even by C-section, was pretty cool. Yeah. So hopefully,
2: uh, and she's the, a very the, curious one. She's uh, walking around a lot, sniffing a lot.
6: <laughs> yeah. Well, they're nocturnal, so oh. uh, this is. Uh, we don't do a lot of evening programs, mm-hmm. and usually you gotta get her. Try and move, and now you know she's actually very, very she's up and around. (laughs) And uh, but this is one of the many animals that we use in educational programs, and we try to make everything that happens at the zoo have some educational components. Certainly, um, as the education curator, of course, I have (laughs) a vested interest in that, (laughs) but that's sort of my job. And for example, we're one of the few locations that still um, do major Christmas light displays. Basically, the We've had staff working since August, putting up all kinds of Christmas lights. And so um, in addition to seeing Christmas lights outdoors, indoors we'll have sort of the kind of things that families expect to see. We'll have Santa and Mrs. Claus, but we'll have cookie decorating, storytelling, but Lansing Storytellers work with us on that, um, face painting. But we also have educational animals in Hmm. one of our educational rooms. And so... um, now, of course, with the, the light display you're
2: talking about is, is the Wonderland of Lights you've yes, got going we call it on. Wonderland
6: of Lights, so we've been doing it for a long time now. And uh, each year we try to add a few more mm-hmm. and uh, gives people a chance to uh, – and, uh, you know, lately, of course, the snow sort of – it's raining tonight and the snow is disappearing right. a little bit. But um, the four nights a week that we do it um, um, gives people a chance throughout the month of December to, to get a chance to come out and see some Christmas uh, we usually try to have a couple of area musical groups every night uh, that were open. So um, it's a chance to combine uh, two of people's favorite things. People love animals, and uh, as you see, uh, she left <laughs> a little so treat much. there she, for she it. You try, but, um, <laughs> for those of you who can't see, she um, her uh, gastrointestinal system is working just fine tonight. <laughs> yeah, she it's ate good, good well news. earlier today, apparently. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we encourage people to. Um, think about us when uh, you're looking for something for children to do this time of year. Uh, Especially, you know, once uh, the school break hits and the kids have had a chance to play with those toys and still looking for something to do. Exactly. Or before the
2: holidays. And there's a lot going on, too. I was just looking at the list, like you mentioned. Cookie decorating, storytelling, Santa and Mrs. Claus uh, both be there. Uh, Craft table going on. Face painting, stenciling, and of course, Breakfast with Santa this Saturday as well.
6: Yes. um, That tends to fill early, so um, I couldn't tell you if there's openings with that or not. But um, but
2: reservations are probably re- uh, suggested, recommended. Re- uh, required. <laughs> required. There yeah, you go. We the make number, sure there's food for everybody. Yes, the number for that, though, in case you're curious, uh, 517-702-4730.
6: And a great way to find out what's going on at the zoo mm-hmm. um, is our website is just potterparkzoo.org, and it's um, kept very current. Another thing that we do at the zoo that's great for people to come out and, and see, is, um, we, on especially on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, um, and the, the, some of the schedules are posted on the website. Mm-hmm. It's All accredited zoos do this. It's called environmental enrichment, where we manipulate uh, animal exhibits to maximize the animal's quality of existence. Mm. And that includes um, novel items, rearranging the furniture, which may be changing climbing apparatus and things. But a lot of times it's just to do with food. Hmm. We have volunteers and we also work with school groups that are visiting the zoo as part of their education. We'll take, make food, um, you know, food puzzles. Um, we can make, uh, we make pinatas and stuff for, um, just paper mache animal stuff with meat for some of the carnivores. and gives the animals a chance to um, liven up their day and, sure. and exhibit natural behavior even though they're in, a, in an artificial environment. And it's very entertaining for people to watch and get a chance to see some some pretty interesting stuff.
2: Sure. I mean, you see some animals going at pinatas. That's something it's something you don't see every day. Well, yeah.
6: And, you know, people always say, well, you know, uh, why aren't the big cats doing something when I'm there? Right. First of all, don't come in the middle of summer at 2 o'clock on a 90-degree day because none of them are going to be active. Right. But, um, the other thing is most animals spend most of their time in the wild procuring food. Mm-hmm. Well, since they don't have to search for food at a zoo since we provide it um, – most animals' instinct is it's all energy efficiency. So they're not going to expend energy if they're not trying to acquire more energy. Right. So that's another reason that we do it. Plus, you can do things to make them exercise more. Uh, uh, for the more intelligent animals like primates and things, we're actually required not only by zoo standards but by U.S. Department of Agriculture to mm-hmm. do a certain amount of environment. We have to document all that we do. Um, there are other things that um, that fall under that, such as what we call target training, where we use operant conditioning to condition animals to do some things so we can actually take better care of them without having to use anesthesia. For example, right. our tigers, our young tigers have been conditioned so that they will sit on a scale. They'll go into a squeeze chute. Without, hmm. We can actually draw blood and do blood pressure and all kinds of things sure. without any anesthesia.
2: It's better, it sounds like it's better for everybody involved. Well, right? yeah, and it's yeah.
6: because of that... Um, we're actually they're actually part of three research projects because we can obtain un, sort of like unbiased data about baseline factors with them because they're not under anesthesia. Normally when you get things like basic blood um, characteristics and respiration characteristics because the tiger's under anesthesia. Right, right. But it's nice to know what it would be if they weren't under anesthesia. So those kind of things we're able to do because of uh, our zoo staff target training. And I should Give MSU credit. We use a lot of MSU interns to do that stuff too. Fantastic.
2: Well, you I mean you got so much going on right now, uh, especially uh, this this month. Of course, uh, the Wonderland of Lights, and of course the little uh, critter you brought with us. Lots of great uh, attractions like that going on all year long at the Potter Park Zoo. Uh, Dennis, thanks so much for for coming by and tell us all about it. We always enjoy coming down. Absolutely. And of course, Potter Park Zoo information available at potterparkzoo.org. And this has been the Impact Exposure. Uh, on behalf of all the guests that we've had tonight, I want to say thank you for listening. And of course, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Lisa, who is our exposure director up until tonight. She's done a fantastic job uh, programming this show for a while now. So uh, thanks so much, Lisa. We're going to switch things over to the Progressive Torch and Twang, one of the best shows we've got here on the Impact. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, everybody. <music>
1: Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.